Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. Happy New Year. As everybody has said, hopefully you've said that to your neighbor. It's so good to see you this morning. Um, how many of you enjoyed a week off? You may have enjoyed a week off, no church last Sunday. There was a couple people sad about that, but I think the majority of our Ignite team who come every Sunday to set up were actually thrilled that they got one week out of the year to not be here and guilt-free. It was a guilt-free Sunday. It was like, you know, the calories didn't count, nothing counted, you know, so it was incredible. Um, this morning, we have intended um, for the purpose of this morning is to be on prayer and fasting. And so throughout the morning, we've been reading some Psalms. Uh, we read Zephaniah. This morning, if you would have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, 9 through 13 is um, where we'll be at the beginning of this message. Matthew 6, 9 through 13, you probably could all quote this verse. I remember being in sixth grade speech meet. I had to memorize Matthew 6 and recite it. And uh it was pretty incredible. I'm glad I did because the Lord's prayer is in there, and it's an important prayer. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Will you pray with me this morning? Father, we love you. God, you are in heaven, and hallowed be your name. Father, your name is great, greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised in all the earth, Father. We just love you this morning. God, we ask that your kingdom would come and your will be done at Luminous Church. God, that you would do incredible things, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, give us this day everything that we need for life. And Lord, I just pray that you would forgive us our debts and our offenses. And when we say things against people that we don't really mean in our spirits, God, forgive us. And Lord, we just pray, God, that you, we would forgive others, that we would live 2015 with a year of restitution, a year of forgiveness. Father, I'm asking, God, that you would not lead us into temptation. Father, with the temptations of this world, the temptations of life, God, as things come against us, Jesus, I'm asking, Lord, that you would deliver us from the evil. God, and we just pray that you would just move in amazing ways. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. What an amazing template on how to pray. An amazing template on how to pray, that we would honor God, that we'd give him glory in all things, right? And then we would pray for his kingdom to come on the earth, that we'd have kingdom perspective, kingdom perspective in all things, and then realizing God's provision. I think that's the hardest thing to do in the United States is realizing where our provision comes from, right? I think... Here we want reconciliation, and we want godly leadership, godly leadership over our lives and how we live this life. 
this morning you got a fasting and prayer guideline. If you would, you could pull that out real quickly. Um, this guideline is for you for the whole week. So this morning I'm not going to teach a bunch on fasting and how to fast. I'm not going to do a bunch of that because that is in this booklet. I'm hoping to stir you a little bit, to encourage you a little bit, to um, hopefully encourage you to look at this booklet. That would be my primary goal is that you would look at this booklet every day. Why every day? Because in here there's five days worth of devotionals. Five days worth of devotionals for you and your family. And so we'd encourage you to do that. In this booklet, there's also goals for 2015. Your spiritual goals. What do you believe in God for? For your family. What do you believe in God for in your finances? What do you believe in God for in the time that you have? What do you believe God for in the resources that you have? What do you believe in God for in 2015? And as you pray and as you fast this week, I would encourage you to write down those goals and see how God speaks. That you would take a moment and listen to him. It's going to be an incredible time. On the back of this booklet, you're going to see 6 a.m. prayer calls. Everybody say 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Who wakes up that early? God bless you. God bless you. I see that hand. Okay, 6 a.m. That's crazy early. 6 a.m. prayer calls. Man, that's what we're believing God for. I'll be there every morning, Lord willing, on the alarm clock going off and me not hitting snooze. I will be there. The way you do this is just you conference call and then you use that code. And then you can join us in praying. And whoever's on, we're just going to pray. We're just going to intercede what God's doing and, and how he's moving, maybe in your personal life. Maybe it's corporately. Um, but we're going to pray together at 6 a.m. We'd encourage you to wake up. And during this fast, I'm encouraging everybody to fast food. Everybody to fast food. Not fast food, McDonald's, Taylor. Fast food. I want you to fast food. I want you to do either a Daniel fast, which is fruits and vegetables and nuts and a couple of random other things that who cares because you're going to be hungry anyway. Or like Esther in chapter 4, when Esther was going to the king, she encouraged everybody to pray for three days and to fast, to give up water and food for three days. And everybody joined her. It was amazing what God did through that. We're encouraging you to fast food. Now, I know that some of you can't do that, and that's okay. Maybe there's some health issues, and you need certain things in your body. We would not have you be so super spiritual that you don't think you need those things. Go ahead and have those things. Eat those things. There's lots of different fasts. We can fast social media. We can fast Facebook. We can fast TV. We can do all these fasts. Those are great fasts. And we're going to do many of those this year where we're going to make covenants with our eyes where we won't look at social media for a time. But this one, we're, we're calling everybody to a food fast. And uh, we're not going to be legalistic if you eat food and I catch you at salt grass eating a steak. I won't point the finger, I promise. Everybody say Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday is what we're doing. Five days, five days. So you decide with your family that gives you all today to pray about it, see what you need to do, go to the grocery store, make your list, do what you need to do to prepare. Bless you. Do what you need to do. Next week, 2015 starts with Vision Sunday for us as a church. Vision Sunday, we fast for five days, and then we, we embark on the journey of Vision Sunday. I'm excited about Vision Sunday. This will be the best service we've ever had. 
I promise you, this will be the best service that Luminous Church has ever had. The thing is, you got to believe that with me for it to be that. I promise you, it will be amazing. We're going to be in the RPX Theater right down the hallway. We're believing God to, to fill up that place. We're inviting our friends and our family and our coworkers. We sent out 3,000 postcards. Who got our postcard? Awesome. I see that hand. I see that hand right there. Okay. Sorry. I don't know why I'm doing that. Man, I promise you, this will, this will be amazing. We have special elements. There's some of you are going to be on video sharing about what you're expecting God for in 2015. We, we, have, we have special cupcakes and balloons. And I mean, it's going to be awesome. I promise you. It'll be fun. If it's not fun, you'll get your money back. Man, we, we, we as a church are believing God for incredible things um, next Sunday. And so mark that on your calendar. I also believe that we will share the gospel next Sunday. And I want to let you know that right now. Because if you have a lost friend that you've been believing God for, maybe there's somebody on your list that you're asking God for, then bring them next Sunday. We'll preach the gospel, and we'll give a time for them to respond. We are believing God for people to be saved next Sunday, as well as the vision for the year. In Revelation 4.10, if you have your Bible, Revelation 4.10 through 11 says this, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, Lord and God. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. God is worthy of honor. He's worthy of honor. In 1984, a young man just graduated college with his wife. And in 1984, they embarked to the Philippines on a mission trip. They took a bunch of college students and promoted it. And there they were going to preach the gospel the best they knew how. They ended up preaching the gospel. And when they did, dozens and dozens of students, Filipino students, responded to the gospel and got saved. They, they, they felt so urged by God that we need to do something with this because it's not just one thing to preach the gospel, but once somebody responds, who's going to teach them? Who's going to equip them? Who's going to teach them how to pray and how to hear God from God, how to read their Bible? And so a young man named Steve, he ended up raising his support team, flew back there and started a church. That church victory today is over 80,000 people all over, all over the Philippines. And God is doing incredible things through that. This is the beginning of our Every Nation family. And us as a church is our, our Every Nation church. And today, we join thousands of churches around the globe. Thousands of churches around the globe to fast and pray together this week. But one thing that we would honor God, honor God. Why would we honor God? Why would he, we hold him in such esteem? Why would we pay so much respect? Because by him, we exist. By him, we exist. So we're believing that God is going to be honored. Honoring God is 
simple and yet it's so hard, right? At Christmas, we honored God. We honored Jesus. We opened presents, the celebration, the spirit of Christmas was amazing, right? And then you have Easter. Easter is another way that, that, that nationally we honor God. You have, you know, different people coming in the doors who are excited about Jesus for a day. But it's hard to honor God every day. It's hard to honor him every day. In fact, we, we almost worry just about ourselves. When we make our New Year's resolutions, we're more focused about what I can accomplish versus my spiritual soul. I don't know. Maybe you're not like that. Maybe it's just me. I'm pretty narcissistic. If you don't know me, I look in the mirror a lot. I'm the guy who's window shopping, but I'm really checking out myself. Is that weird? That's weird. I've been caught doing that a couple of times. It is, it is. And so as a, as a result, man, uh, my wife asked me, so what are your New Year's resolutions? What are your goals for 2015? Well, number one on the list was drop 20 pounds. I mean, why not? Because who wouldn't want this body right here? I mean, this is all I was imagining right here. You know what I'm saying? Is this, that's what it was about, man. 2015 is the year of bulking. Can I get an Amen. Who doesn't want that as a New Year's resolution? If you want that as a wallpaper, it will be available for download at luminouschurch.org. I understand. Our, our, our page, we may crash the internet today because of this. We just may crash the internet. Okay, you can take that off, Kyle. I'm embarrassed now. You know, you're wondering what I look like under the suit coat. Man, New Year's resolutions, it's, it's so unbelievable how we just make them about just physical things. And I think some of that's good. In fact, patterns are hard to break. They're hard to break. Um, check this out. It's <clears throat> Charles Duhigg wrote The Power of Habit. And he says that there is a power, there is a habit loop that starts in one's life. The first, the first thing that happens is a cue. So when I was driving down I-10 this morning, the, the hot sign was on at Krispy Kreme. It was a cue. It was a cue. I needed to stop. It was a trigger. The second thing that happens is actually the routine or the habits itself, which is going to get the Krispy Kreme and eating them every day. I don't really do that, but I should. And then, and then Duhigg talks about the third thing. The third thing is the reward. So you got the cue of the, the hot and ready. You have, you have the, the habit of actually eating the donuts. And then the reward is just the satisfaction of a sugar explosion in my mouth, right? And, and, and we all have habit loops. We all are in different habits. You're in habitual things today. You find yourself in habitual things all the time. And, and he says, Charles says, that the best way to start a new habit is on vacation. So, Russ, if you want to quit smoking, you know, then, then the best thing to do is to try that on vacation because it messes with your habit loop. It changes your atmosphere, and that's the best way that you can change something. And I believe for us, fasting, as we fast, it's the best way to change a habit loop of putting the focus on ourselves, but putting it on to Jesus, that we hunger for him in everything that we do. And so what we're doing is we're doing, we're doing a vacation from food. Oh, that's on. Okay. Doing for a vacation from food. It's a great time to do this. Fasting can break a habit loop. 
And so what's crazy is when the option of food is taking away from you, it's fully, it makes you fully awake so that dot, dot, dot. As I fast, I'm fully awake so that I can see Jesus clearly this year. As I fast, I'm fully awake so that my, my family would know Jesus in great ways. I'm fully awake so that I can hear God in new ways, so that we can reach our workplace, so we can reach the campus, so we can reach our neighbors, so that we can lead our families well, so that I can be the husband that I need to be in 2015, so that I can be the father I need to be in 2015. Fully awake so that I can honor God. Fast, fully awake so that. I want you to write that acronym down. Fully awake so that. So that what? You fill in the blank. Fully awake so that. As you've been sleeping, as you've been in your habit loop, maybe, maybe Jesus, you've lost time with him daily. Maybe you've not been reading your Bible. Maybe you haven't been praying. Maybe there isn't a conversation, a dialogue between you and Jesus. Maybe, maybe you need a fast this week just so you would be fully awake so that you could hear from Jesus. Richard Foster says this in Celebrations of Discipline. In experiences of fasting, we are not so much abstaining from food as we are feasting on the word of God. Fasting is feasting. Fully awake so that I may feast on God and all that he is. I want to encourage you, fasting is so important and we just need to wake up to what God is doing. Man, what an amazing worship time this morning. What an amazing time. I just, man, God, I just want more of you. More of you, more of you, more of you. But fasting without prayer is just a new diet. You got to pray. And I, I'm asking that we would pray like Luke 18. Luke 18, 1 through 8, that we would be a people who pray like this. It says this, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always, everybody say always, to pray and to not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. Verse four, for a while he refused, but afterward he said to him, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, the Greek word bother, it actually means like poking in the eye. And she's going up to him, just poking him in the eye. How annoying is that? I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. Will not God give justice to his elect who cried to him day and night, will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? Pray always. Pray always. We must pray always. And when you moved off to college away from home, your dad told you, you better call your mama. 
You better call your mama. Why did he say that? Because if you don't call your mama, then all you are is a Facebook friend, liking her photos, looking at her newsfeed, and we do that with Jesus so many times. We like Jesus' photos. We like this sermon. We like that. We'll look at this newsfeed, but there's no longer a conversation, and we need to constantly talk to Jesus. We must persist, just like the widow did, that she was bothering him, poking him in the eye, going into him, so much so, so much so that he had to answer her request or he was going to be beat down. Isn't that crazy? God used this as an analogy for how we should come to him. I mean, this is how God wants us to come to him. Be persistent. Don't stop. Keep coming to me and refuse to give up. Refuse to give up. You got to decide. There has to be a decision on your part. You have to say, yes, I'm going to do this. And when we pray, so oftentimes there's things that get in the way of prayer. Some of it is our apathy. Apathy just gets in the way of prayer. We just get apathetic. We get lazy, lax, whatever you want to use. But there's also disappointment. Man, we've been praying for this, this, and this over and over and over. And there's disappointment. And what's crazy is, man, it may not happen the way that you want it to happen. We're asking for your kingdom to come. Your will be done and not my will. How many of you are so glad God didn't answer some of your prayers? I mean, I'm glad I didn't marry that girl when I was 12 years old. You know, I'm just so thankful for that. There are many unanswered prayers that I'm so thankful that God didn't hear me on. C.S. Lewis would write this, prayer is requests. The essence of a request as distinct from a demand is that it may or may not be granted. And if an infinitely wise being listens to the request of finite and foolish creatures, of course, he will sometimes grant them and sometimes refuse them. If God had granted all the silly prayers I made in my life, where should I be now? Man, I want to encourage us in this week that we would wake up Monday morning and we'd be more hungry for God than we would for our own desires. And if you would, stand with me. And as the worship team comes back up, I don't know, maybe some of you have thought this already. In 2015, this is going to be the year. Maybe 2014 was great, but maybe 2015, this is the year that families are reconciled together. Maybe in 2015, this is the year that, that your mom or your dad knows Jesus. Maybe in 2015, maybe a wayward son or daughter would come to know him in a new way. In 2015, maybe God will, will break your expectations in every way. But I believe that God's going to do something incredible this year. I'm believing that. And I'm going to do all that I can to pursue God and hear from him as we move forward. And at the end of the day, 
You know, sometimes prayer, I think most oftentimes, is about changing us and is answering our request. You know, as you start hanging out with somebody, you may have done this. Are any of you chameleons? Like, if I hang out with anybody for one day, I start acting like them. And I, I, I wonder, like, who am I really? I, I think we need that, though. I think we need to hang out with Jesus so that we could look more like him. I think we need to hang out with him so we would have his mannerisms and his heartbeat and his love for people. I think we need to hang out with Jesus because, because when we do, we'll be better off. For by him, I was created. Father, we love you this morning. And Jesus, we're asking God that you would, Father, just give us more of you. Father, as people embark on a fast maybe they've never done before, Lord, would they take courage with a habitual loop and be broken because, because there's tens of thousands of other Christians fasting with them, believing with them, doing it together. God, maybe that's enough. But Jesus, if that isn't, would it be our hunger for you? God, we need more of you. More of you, Jesus, in 2015. More of you in our lives. More of you in our finances. More of you, God, in our households. More of you at our jobs. More of you in everything. We love you. Can we sing this? Can we ask God for more? Can we sing this and just ask him for more today?